Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It is Friday, January 26th, 2018. I'm back to talk some Sixers. So you caught my uh, football podcast earlier this week, hopefully. Uh, Maybe you're not a football fan. Maybe you're just a basketball fan and you're tuning in for the Sixers. But uh, I entitled this podcast uh, Sixers Run Hot and Cold because of what I saw um, over the last couple of games. So uh, jumping in from last week, you know, I, I kind of gave a season recap of what I'd seen from the Sixers so far. It's pretty exciting. You know, there are a couple of games above 500. There's been some pretty promising play from the rookies. And um, I want to talk a little bit about the mixed bag that I saw this week because the Sixers have been on a little bit of a... I mean, a little mini winning streak. You know, they dropped a few games under 500. They dropped a couple of questionable games. Well, then they went on a bit of a roll, and they won a handful of these games. However, it felt like every single one of these big games that they won, it was all because the star player wasn't playing. You know, they they beat the Celtics the other night pretty handily. Kyrie Irving wasn't playing. Um, they beat the Raptors the other night, but it looked like, I mean, Lowry and DeRozan were in the game, but it looked like they weren't getting as many minutes as they normally get. Uh, they played the Milwaukee Bucks the other night. Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't play. So yeah, the Sixers beat them too. So they were on a nice little run here. Then they come in and they play the Memphis Grizzlies. This was a road game. It was in Memphis. And the thing I want to talk about is the fact that this was once again a situation where the Sixers had a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter and they squandered the whole thing and they lost by four points. So I want to highlight the turnovers. The turnovers are just killing the Sixers. This is something which has been a problem all season. It is still currently a problem, and no one is safe from this, okay? I'm seeing Embiid make terrible turnovers. I'm seeing Ben Simmons. I've even seen TJ McConnell make some terrible turnovers, and TJ McConnell is actually one of the more conservative guys with the ball. Um, This is inexcusable. I mean, this is definitely something that if this team wants to be competitive moving into the postseason, you got to deal with these turnovers. you got to seriously start to cut this down and address this because this is part of what's killing you. Now, you also need to look at some of the defensive issues because defensively, I don't know who their fourth quarter lockdown guys are um, because sometimes, you, you know, Simmons, I think Simmons is a pretty powerful defensive player, but at the same time, you know, he can be tricky from an offensive perspective in the fourth quarter because of how terrible his jump shot is and his inability to score from outside. Um, now, you have to look at Marcus Saul, Tyreek Evans, and even this guy, Mike Henry. I, I didn't even know who the hell Mike Henry was. Mario Chalmers. I mean, these were the guys who were killing them in the fourth quarter. And this Grizzlies team, you know... They're put together with spit and scotch tape. This is not a team which is going to be, you know, the grit and grind Grizzlies that we've known riding into the playoffs over the last handful of years. This is the first time in years this Grizzlies team is going to miss the playoffs and really kind of be scratching their heads trying to figure out what to do moving forward. I mean, you really want to try to figure out what the hell to do. You got to look at that Chandler Parsons signing. You're paying him way too much money and he's not even on the court. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. Um, What I did want to highlight is the Sixers brought in a couple of guys to try to cut down on these terms. Most notably, they signed Larry Drew II, another guy who's been on the seas, had a cup of coffee with the Sixers before. You know, he's a two-way player that's on their G League affiliate, but he's at least a point guard who's probably going to be a little bit more responsible about not turning the ball over, which is something that, as, as I'm starting off this podcast by saying, it's clearly a problem. And it's clearly leading into some of these horrific second-half collapses that the Sixers have been dealing with. Um, So, you know, the Sixers run a little hot and cold because as exciting as these games are against opponents like the Grizzlies, they still figure out a way to crumble when you get to the second half. Now, you juxtapose that with 
they played the Chicago Bulls at home just a couple of nights ago. Now, the Bulls are a team which, you know, they started off the season terribly. They didn't they had no identity, they had injuries, and they had a bunch of rookies who didn't know how to play. Now, their guys are coming back. Chris, you know, Zach Levine is now playing. Chris Dunn has really shown himself to be a hell of a player. Um, you know, Larry Markinen has really, really stepped up. I mean, I think he's an exciting rookie. I'm really interested to see how he progresses. Um, but still, even with all of this, you know, Miritich coming on, you know, I, I've always liked Robin Lopez, but they're still a team that's struggling to figure out how to win games. And they're, they're kind of in the bottom half of the league. They're in there, you know, they're, they're towards the bottom with the Grizzlies and, and the Orlando Magic and, you know, a few of these other teams that are really struggling to even win anything. So it wasn't a big surprise to me when the Sixers came out and just started dominating. I mean, Ben Simmons put on an absolute clinic. He had a triple-double by the third quarter. I mean, he had nearly 10 rebounds at the end of the first quarter. I mean, he really put on a show. And then you saw the rest of the Sixers really put on a show as well. The defense for Chicago was not very strong. Saric was able to get his. Embiid was able to get his. I mean, it was really a sense of, you know, they just kind of took this team, you know, and just strangled them as quickly as they could. So you see them face two terrible teams here. Or, well, not terrible, just teams that are not going to be making the playoffs, teams that are under 500 and be struggling most of the season. You see them crumble in the second half against, you know, a defense and and kind of a, a hard-hitting you know, pressure system that the Grizzlies were getting and turnovers killing them. And then you see them face a team like the Chicago Bulls where they're dismantling them and they're really just ripping them apart. And let's be real here. Jared Bayless didn't play in either of these games. So there's another ball handler who's who's smart about not turning the ball over who wasn't on the court. And also TJ McConnell didn't play against this Bulls team the other night, which gave more minutes to Ben Simmons and really showcased him more and got everybody excited because, you know, Ben Simmons puts on this brilliant display. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from it. It was an amazing display. It was a fantastic performance by Ben Simmons, but you got to put it in context. He's playing the Bulls, uh, and the Bulls are not a very strong opponent. I don't think he would have had the same output if he was playing a team like the Warriors or the Celtics. And speaking of which, Sixers are playing the San Antonio Spurs tonight. You know, they're going, they're in San Antonio. Um, The last time they played the Spurs in Philadelphia, San Antonio rested Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, uh, Danny Green, um, Kawhi Leonard is still out. So all of these players weren't playing, and the Sixers were able to hang in there and, and, and beat them in Philadelphia. Now, I believe Aldridge is pl- I mean, Aldridge played in that game, but I believe Tony Parker and Ginobili should be playing in this game. Um, you know, I- I'm curious if Rudy Gay is ever going to come back, but this is going to be another interesting matchup because this should be a team that should beat the Sixers. The Sixers, you know, if you do turnovers like that with Greg Popovich, you shouldn't be able to come out with a victory. But... I'm going to be interested. It's all dependent on who exactly plays because if the Spurs come out with a with a full roster, and I don't think you know Kawhi Leonard's going to play, but if you've got Parker and Ginobili and Green out there with Lamarcus Aldridge on your starting line, and then you mix in the rest of that team with Dejounte Murray and you know Bryn Forbes and David Bertrands, I mean these guys are. Pop knows how to put together a game plan that'll take apart your team. And he's going to take advantage of the fast break points. He's going to take advantage of the turnovers. I mean, all those things the Sixers do well, he's going to figure out a way to really... I mean, Pop is the guy who ends up going to hack a Ben Simmons, you know, three minutes left in the in the half. So I'm fully expecting the Spurs to come out with a strong game plan, especially at home. And I really want the Sixers to pick up this win because I think it'll be a bit of a statement game. But I mean, right now, 
the Sixers are in a situation where they usually dominate teams that they should dominate. And to be quite honest, it's usually attributed to Embiid. I mean, I've said it in the last podcast, and I'll say it again. This team rises and falls with Joel Embiid. If he has a good game, they win. If he has a bad game, they lose. If there's a if there's a a big man who's able to get underneath Embiid's skin and really hamper his ability to perform, you know, when when you take Embiid off the floor, the Sixers are still really lost. And I said this before. I'll say it again. They still don't really know who their playmakers are. I mean, really, it's JJ Redick. J.J. Redick is your playmaker, and that's another guy who sat out the last couple of games with an injury. Um, And I mentioned before, Jared Bayless is another playmaker on the team. It's another guy who sat out with injury. I mean, they're bringing up guys like James Young, you know, uh, draft pick from 2014, who was a bit of a washout with the Boston Celtics. You know, now they're giving him a shot. Listen, he looks looks pretty good. He's he's, he's doing some good stuff. Um, But again, I don't know if he's the answer. Uh, So I'm really kind of curious to see how this team shakes out against the Spurs. Um, I want to see what type of defense they play. I want to see if they can actually cut down on their turnovers and if they can actually, you know, be effective in the second half because other teams coming out at halftime and being able to take apart this Sixers team has kind of been the story of their season. You know, the other half of that is them dominating against teams they should be beating, but you cannot continue to play like that because when it gets to the end of the season, they're going to be a six or seven seed and they're just going to get swept out by one of these dominant teams. Now, Embiid is always going to kind of keep them in it, but you know, you got to look at the fact that they're lost when Ben Simmons is on the floor. He doesn't really know how to be a point guard right now. He knows how to get to the hoop. He knows how to pass the ball. Like he's, he's so such an amazing raw talent, but being able to be a proper floor general and run this team, I mean, I think they're more effective when Bayless is on the court. I think they're more effective when McConnell's on the court. Like, I think the two of them are actually better at point guard than Ben Simmons is to some extent because they don't have the talent that Simmons has, but they have more of the basketball IQ and just sheer experience of running an offense that Simmons doesn't have right now. And I'm going to be really real with you. I've been watching the last couple of games, and, you know, one or two of these games – the Sixers looked better in the second half when McConnell was running the offense or when Bayless was running the offense. And when Simmons is not running the when Simmons is running the offense, they tend to turn the ball over. They tend to get a little lost. They tend to sort of stand around and just sort of look at Simmons. And um, I think there was a game where Brett Brown really didn't play Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter. I mean, I, he checked him in. He played a few minutes in the fourth quarter, but it was clear that Simmons was not the answer. And every time he came on the floor, the offense wasn't nearly as effective as having McConnell and Bayless on the floor. And this is just, I think it's growing pains for Ben Simmons. You're not going to be able to hold him off the court. That's certainly not going to happen. But when there's some big games to win, at least right now in a season where they've got Trevor Booker on the team, where they've got J.J. Redick on the team, where they're in a, a degree of win-now mode, there might be some big games at the end of the season and even in the playoffs where you got to sit back and say to yourself, you know what, the right answer in the fourth quarter is to have McConnell or Bayless on the floor and to have Simmons on the bench. It's crazy to say it, but I'm coming right out. I'm just coming out and saying it. I'm just telling you what I see, man, especially... I told you, he's just not the playmaker yet. He just isn't. I mean, he can pass the ball. He's got that raw LeBron James passing ability, but he's he's not fully formed yet. And sometimes it's going to cost them a couple of games. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Just so uh, thanks a lot for listening. I'm trying to you know get in with these Sixers recaps. You know, make them a little bit shorter. Not need. I don't need to go too crazy. I just like you know. Let's have a podcast. Let's make it simple. Let's make it easy. Let's talk some Sixers. Let's really get into it on what we think is going on with this team and uh, and how we feel about it. 
Uh, thanks a lot for listening to Sam Sports Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones. You can also email me at samsportsstation at gmail.com with any mailbag questions or thoughts on the Sixers. Any uh, Anybody on the roster you think uh, you know should be getting more playing time or less playing time, or if you think Brett Brown should get fired. That's also the uh, long-running question I have on this podcast as of late. Um, thanks a lot for listening. I'll be back next week to recap on what I've seen with the Sixers so far, and uh, we'll continue following their season. Take it easy. Enjoy tonight's Sixers-Spurs game, and uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye.